We have to do whatever it takes. Now, these are the powerful words from Ukraine's president in Congress. Billions in aid is Ukraine now more aligned with the US and its own European allies. First, your top stories. Ukraine is alive and kicking. Magazine's Pern of the Year joins the history books in a powerful in-person speech in the United States. The wartime leader says he is grateful for US support addressing Congress with a standing ovation. Our US correspondent with more details soon. FTX founder Sam Bankman fried has signed legal papers paving the way for his extradition from the Bahamas to the US. The fraud charges he's set to face coming up next. What if I told you more people died in San Francisco from fentanyl than COVID-19? The United States battles an ongoing drug overdose problem and William Howard has this exclusive report. And tis the season for big layoffs. It's been a tough week for Elon Musk, but now could be a tough new year for his Tesla workers as well. Claims the electric car maker is planning another round of major layoffs. So how are investors reacting? Live from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers around the world. It's great to have your company. Brooke Coles with you this hour. Stay with us. Plenty of stories coming up soon. Ukraine's President Zelensky has addressed U.S. Congress. The wartime leader says he is grateful for U.S. support during the conflict and thanked lawmakers who have visited the war-torn nation. Thank you. It's too much for me. <laughs> All this for our great people. Thank you so much. Lord's Ukraine did not fall. Instead, he says the nation is alive and kicking as the conflict marks over 300 days. He went on to say Ukrainians have no fear and have won the first phase of the invasion now that Ukraine will never surrender. And it gives me good reason to share with you our first, first joint victory. We defeated Russia in the battle for minds of the world. We have no fear, nor should anyone in the world have it. Ukraine's gained this victory, and it gives us courage, which inspires the entire world. Staying with this story, and Ukraine's president has met with Joe Biden. It's the first in-person talks between the two leaders since the war in Ukraine started. Tigger's U.S. correspondent Ron Cadudo with more from New York. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky arrived in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday in what's believed to be his first known trip out of his country since Russia invaded back in February. On Wednesday, U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill welcomed Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to the White House. 
During their meeting in the Oval Office, President Biden announced that his administration will provide $1.85 billion in military aid to Ukraine, rolling out funding for the Patriot Air Defense System, which is capable of bringing down cruise missiles, short-range ballistic missiles, and aircraft at a significantly higher ceiling than previously provided air defense systems. We're going to be providing Ukraine with Patriot missile battery and uh, in training your forces to be able to accurately use it. Together with our partners, we're also going to continue to impose costs on the Kremlin. I understand that we have very important topics and we'll discuss them, ever seeing so many challenges in Ukraine, in Europe, in the world, and from energy to the situation on battlefield. But, but I, first of all, I really, all my appreciation from my heart, from the heart of Ukrainians, all Ukrainians. President Zelensky also presented President Biden with a military medal of honor that a Ukrainian soldier wanted him to have. Cross for military merit. That is one. Oh, God love you. Yes. President Zelensky's address to Congress is one of many attempts to push Western leaders to provide more military and humanitarian aid. Meanwhile, some lawmakers on Capitol Hill say they want to see more transparency before they continue to vote to send more aid to Ukraine, which has already cost American taxpayers billions of dollars. Reporting in New York for Ticker News, I'm Veronica Dudell. While the amount of tax Donald Trump paid or didn't pay has now come to light. A new report shows Trump and his wife Melania paid no federal income taxes in 2020. That would coincide with the year he was in Oval Office as president. Instead, he claimed a refund of $5.5 million. Meanwhile, in the years leading up to his time in the office, Trump declared negative income. Trump full returns are expected to be released in the coming days. But is this likely to bring him down? One Republican doesn't seem to think so. I'm not sure what type of impact it would have on him, but, you know, he has a strong following among the base. I mean, even this week, you see polls, 30 percent of the Republican voters want him to run again. And if you get other folks, other candidates in, whether it be DeSantis or, um, you know, Pompeo and, and others, that 30 percent all of a sudden looks pretty good. Australia's foreign minister has met her Chinese counterpart in Beijing. It's the surest sign yet that relations between Australia and China are beginning to improve following years of tension. Tigger's Adam Hancock is following this story. Penny Wong's visit to Beijing is yet another sign that both Australia and China are willing to try and put aside some of their differences and rebuild a relationship which has been very tense in recent years. Two of the main talking points between the Australian Foreign Minister and her Chinese counterpart are around trade sanctions and also the fate of two Australian citizens who have been detained in Beijing. And that really gives you an insight into how bad things have got between these two countries. Now, her visit comes on the anniversary of 50 years of diplomatic ties between Canberra and Beijing. And it's been seen as an opportunity to continue to restore relations after President Xi met Anthony Albanese at the G20 summit in Bali. No Australian foreign minister has made the trip to China in the last four years, which signifies how difficult relations have been between the two countries, especially considering that China remains Australia's major trading partner. 
There's a number of reasons, really, why this relationship has soured. Australia, remember, they were at the forefront of calling for an international inquiry into how the COVID-19 pandemic started. That angered Beijing so much that they imposed trade sanctions on Australian exports. Another cause of tension was the decision by the former Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison to effectively ban China's Huawei from the 5G network in Australia. And Beijing has taken a dim view at Australia's alliance with the US. They're both part of the Quad Group, for example, which China sees as an attempt to counter their efforts to gain more of a footing in a lot of the Asia-Pacific region. Now, adding the fact that those two Australian citizens are being detained awaiting the outcome of national security trials, and you can really see why things have been so tense in recent years. But with a new government in Canberra, things have definitely softened and both President Xi and Anthony Albanese have released uh, statements where they're talking about trying to rebuild relations and the importance of the, re- of the relationship between the two countries. So with diplomatic ties improving, many will now be watching to see if those economic sanctions can be removed in another sign that Australia and China are prepared to engage with each other again. Reporting from Singapore, Adam Hancock. Sam Bankman-Fried is on his way back to the United States where he is facing criminal charges. It all centres around the collapse of his cryptocurrency exchange last month. The process of extraditing FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried back to the United States appears to be underway. The Bahamas' acting commissioner of corrections confirmed to Reuters on Tuesday Bankman-Fried signed legal papers at noon that day, paving the way for his extradition from the country. He faces fraud charges in the U.S. over the cryptocurrency exchange's collapse. A hearing in Bankman-Fried's case will take place on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, a court official told Reuters. This comes after days of confusion about the 30-year-old disgraced cryptocurrency mogul's extradition status. Stay with us. More Ticker News after the break. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.